Hello everyone and welcome back to another edition of High School Roundup. As usual, I'm John Sakaguchi. Join with me, he, the other John in the studio, oh, John Sape. John, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. I'm feeling a little sick, but we're going to power through it here today. Uh, weather changes getting to everybody. Uh, you know, a lot to talk about, a lot of different things happened. Conference play kicked off this week. Um, so oh, interesting to see how that goes, but we also have some highlights to talk about as our friends at South Union Township and WMBS had the game of the week for Lowell Highlands McKeesport. So let's take a look at those now. Inside the 30-yard line, back to Boyd. Mutual cut back in the 20. Boyd still loose, breaks the tackle inside the 10, and he's down to the six-yard line. First and goal now from the eight. Man in motion, Gibson gets the football, and Gibson takes it into the end zone for a McKeesport touchdown. 27 seconds for the score. And Campos angling the kick on the far side. Look out here, and the ball's loose, and the Tigers are on and recover there. Control of the game, and the other thing is, as you mentioned, Brian, the first conference game, they got a long way to go. Third and two, Perryman calling his own number. He never went down, broke a couple of tackles inside the 10 and brought down from behind at the five-yard line. Never stops. Haven't attempted a pass yet. Perryman back under center. He's going to call his own number this time and get in. Tucker tonight on the offensive side. As Gallagher takes the snap, he's in trouble. Pocket collapses and he gets sacked. Line with Gallagher out of the shotgun. Has a little time this time. Looks for Keandre across the center of the field and he gets picked off. The stud, you surely don't want to be There's without him. There's a fumble there going off to the wing Mustang back and the Mustangs recover. Third and 12, why not take another shot deep? They pick it off, as you said, guys, as good as a punt, but Rod's going to pull it down and look to run. Rod cutting up the field into McKeesport territory, and has a Mustang first down. Harriman back under center. And the handoff will go to Gibson right up the middle of the huge hole. Here's Gibson inside the 40, and finally upended low that time by Antoine Black at the 35-yard line. 6.50 left before halftime. Long drive for the Tigers. Bumble. They coughed it up, and I think Laurel Highlands got on it. Perryman lost the football on the exchange, and the Mustangs say they have the football. He's a, you know, run first, pass second kind of guy. First and 10 now for midfield. Rod looking deep, single coverage. Keandre, but it's intercepted by Caden Holtzman. Here, they have two timeouts remaining. Starting this drive from their own 15-yard line, and Perryman pulling it down, looking to run, and he has a huge hole, breaking a couple of tackles into the Mustang secondary, still not going down, spinning at the 30, and carrying a pile of tacklers with them down to the 35-yard line. McKeesport, 21 seconds left before halftime. Perryman back out of the shotgun. Inside handoff going to Gibson. He'll get driven back, and unless Laurel Highland sticks. Here's Perryman calling his own number, and he's loose. Look out here. Perryman into the secondary. Might have been a horse collar tackle. As the quarterback here for McKeesport, he'll hand off to Gibson, who has a huge hole, and goes into the end zone for a McKeesport touchdown. So Perryman's down there. So he's going to make sure we get well taken care of. And here's Holtzman calling his own number across the left side of the line, inside the five, down to the goal line. Is he in? Yes, he is. Mifflin, the victory's over Penn Trafford and Bell Vernon, looking to go to 4-0 tonight. And Gallagher in the pocket in trouble here on this third and 10 flag on the play. 
Rod looking to step up. He's going to run. Might be a holding penalty. Rod trying to get to the sticks just to give the Mustangs another chance. Breaks a tackle. And he's loose in the open field. The bad news for the Mustangs is likely coming back. Rod of the That might be an only as needed situation for Duke. Rod middle screen going here to Antoine Black of the five. Has the 10-15. Black down the near sideline. Break way down if they want. But Tarker's going to take the snap. And he'll call his own number, and Tarker's going to get into the end zone for a McKeesport touchdown. And he's still not 100%. Gallagher to put it back up here, 30 seconds left. Scrambling to the near side, throwing down the field as Hunter Couser is trying to stay in bounds, slip there on the cut. Get 32. The Gallagher takes the snap again. They're coming after him. Looking to step up, pump fake. Throws on the run, down the field. Man open, Couser gets out of bounds at the two-yard line. There you have it, the final score, or, or McKeesport 33, Laurel Highlands nothing. And the, I thought the Mustangs were going to get something late there. And uh, what you didn't see, e, folks, is that there was an untimed down. Oh, there was a pass interference call in the back of the end zone. Moved the Mustangs uh, up to the two-yard line. And I thought Rodney Gallagher was just going to run it himself. No, tried to do it with the arm. Uh, McKeesport, who just had a ball hawk of a defense, Stop shutting down the Mustangs for the second loss of the season, and it. I, John, I don't know what else to say other than, and that was a great off or a great defensive show from McKeesport. I mean, it's just pretty dominant all around. It's very hard to keep someone from scoring any point, especially in high school when teams just one fluke play can lead to a touchdown. So it's pretty impressive to just hold someone to a shutout. And and the other story from that game aim is the two star. Or as a senior quarterback and running back, Jamil Perryman and Bobby Boyd, he'd both leaving the game early due to injuries. Boyd in the, the first quarter with apparent ankle injury, Perryman in with a upper body injury. He, so you hate to see that, especially for a senior and guys that are, are dominant. But another thing that we I want to talk about, John, with this game, uh, McKeesport are only really – one uh, completed pass this entire game. I mean, like you said, those two played absolutely phenomenal, and that's the big reason why. I mean, when you're so dominant rushing the ball and just doing anything that you really want, there's no need to pass the ball. Just like you saw, the just triple option just all the way. And just, I mean, that's the new wave, you know? Yeah, uh, the other problem is you are going to run into those teams that are run-stopping defenses. I mean, senior night for McKee Sports against Thomas Jefferson, and we all know how all tough TJ is and what they bring to the table. McKeesport, yeah, they did get make a deep run in the WPIL all playoffs last year, but granted, that's they're going to have to get this air game a little bit stronger to complement the uh, ground game they have. Oh, I agree, but I feel like a team as good as McKeesport is very, uh, has the ability to be as dynamic as they need to be, so I'm sure eventually as the weeks progress, I'm sure that the passing game will be implemented more and it'll sh uh, show how efficient that it is compared to the running game as well. Yeah, uh, but uh, that wasn't the only game that was going on Friday night. A lot of action going on, so let's take a look around the area and see what happened. And John, what do we got? So, yeah, we can take a look at the local scoreboards. A lot of blowouts this week. Uh, these two games, uh, two of the closer ones. We had Connorsville taking on Trinity. Trinity able to pull out the victory on that one, 35-14. And Latrobe uh, traveled to Thomas Jefferson, like you just talked about, that great TJ team. TJ able to pull out the win, 31-21. Yeah, moving on now. 
Uh, we have Brentwood at McGuffey. E. McGuffey blank in, the, in Brentwood high, 55 to nothing. And Stowe Rocks, and I guarantee you Peyton is shaking his head at about this one somewhere. Er, Stowe Rocks blank thinking the Cougars, or I shouldn't say hey, they blanked them, but they lit up the scoreboard or at 82 to seven. And when I looked at half time, it was 69 nothing and in favor of Stowe Rocks. Which that, that's a feat in its own purpose. I mean, if you're a player there, you just gotta laugh. I mean, that's just tough. But moving on, we had Waynesburg Central taking on Keystone Oaks. Keystone Oaks able to pull out a very comfortable win there, 47-13. Then we had Chartreuse Houston taking on Fort Cherry. Fort Cherry able to get the victory in that one, 41-14. Now moving on here is er, Cornell. All took on a Vela. Uh, Cornell coming up with a big win, 48 to nothing. And then in the Whippy Old runner-up last year, here Our Lady Sacred Heart, her beating Carlton, fifty-five to nothing in that one. Yeah, like you said, like I said earlier, just a lot of blowout games, and they continue here. Jeanette and Frazier faced off. Jeanette, big win, sixty to fourteen, and then you had Cal, uh, Cal taking on Jefferson Morgan over in, in California. California able to get the win, forty-four to six. Yeah, I thought that California game was going to be a little bit tougher than what it actually was. But moving on here, Maple Town surprising a lot of people lately. They have a comfortable win over your Beth Center Bulldogs, 43-14. to Manesson traveled over to Bentworth Earth and the Manesson team there with a big win and winning by 40, 49-9. And then moving on, got Carrick taking on Brownsville Carrick just pretty comfortable in that one, 42 to eight. Sorry, Gary, the Brownsville couldn't pull out the win. Again, we had Greensburg Salem taking on Deer Lakes. Greensburg Salem able to get the win in that one, 28-14. And that was one of the lot, uh, closer games that we talked about. Moving on here, here as we had West Green taking on Carmichael's 27, in, or excuse me, 46 to 27, the final score, or as the Mighty Mikes pull off that one, and then we go to ooh, back to my alma mater in Uniontown as they took on Albert Gallatin in a close defensive battle. Well, I was there for or most of the game. Uh, Uniontown and AG both put having good defenses, and both teams struggled to move the ball. Although, ooh, but AG coming away with the win in 12 to nothing. I mean, that's just got to be one of those fun ones to watch. It's pretty close, but we had uh, Greensburg Central Catholic taking on Washington. Washington able to bounce back after the tough loss last week, able to win 55-27. There'll be a knock taking on Southmoreland. One of the closer games this week, Southmoreland able to get the win in that one, 33-24. Yeah, I know we had the Washington-Greensburg Central Catholic game as one of our game games of the week to watch. And I thought that one was gonna be a lot closer than what it actually was. But moving on here, Mount Pleasant and traveled to Valley as they won that one. And 40 to 13, and then our lady of Mount Carmel from Maryland took on Brashear, er, and the, the team from Maryland and took a big win in 54 nothing in there. And then a big upset, or not a big upset, just like a good game. Penn Trafford taking on Bell Vernon. Penn Trafford pulling out the one point win again. Bell Vernon losing once again 14 to 13, and then West Mifflin taking on Ringgold. West Mifflin blanking the Rams 35 nothing. And that one, I was surprised in that one. Bell Vernon on a two-game losing streak, something we don't see too often. Let alone them winning, losing multiple games in a season. And but uh, 
and it's going to be interesting to see how they fare this week, but we'll talk about the Belvernon's upcoming schedule later on. Moving on here, we have Derry area uh, traveling to Yawk and another er, close one. Yawk uh, pulling off the win at Cougar Mountain, 13 to 10. And then EF playing host to Shady Side Academy. The Warriors of Elizabeth forward coming away with a, a 21 point victory over her Shady Side, 42 to 21. And so uh, John, and we talked about a lot of blowout games in that one. And, as we round that out the schedules, but there was a lot of close ones. I didn't expect Penn Trafford and Belvern to be that close of a game. Yeah, I mean that's just tough for Belvern, and like you said, two losing two games in a row is always difficult. But two games by one point is even worse. So yeah, it's got to be heartbreaking. And for I guarantee you, those guys in the Leopard locker room are going to be heated. They're going to be hungry, especially with this one. We know how, what kind of a classic game this was last year or when, and the battle at the beach came, came to town on for er, Bell Vernon and TJ. And we all know that was a thriller. It was a, a classic matchup. And I look forward to seeing that one again this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I also want to talk about, I just want to mention it one more time, Stowe Rocks and Shalloway. I mean, that's just I that, that unprecedented amount of points. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know how that was possible. Well, I've... Oh, and I feel bad for Peyton and, and those guys. That was a rough one for sure. Or and then, and you have my Red Raiders in a close battle on homecoming night against Albert Gallatin and a 12 nothing game. And you want to talk about defensive struggle? Oh, you, you remember a couple weeks ago we had the highlights from when they took on Brownsville, and we just saw how Uniontown's running game was just everywhere. Or, or this time it was almost non-existent. Yeah, exactly. And then like you, we talked about last week a little bit, both of those teams play uh, face off against each other extremely well. And it's always going to be a close game when the when AG and Uniontown are playing. And AG uh, wanting to play spoilers for homecoming, things like that. I mean, and they were able to get the job done. So, oh, we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to take our first commercial break here. When we come back, we're going to have the standings, the upcoming schedules, and don't go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss our Pick'em games. So we'll be right back here on the High School Roundup. Welcome back to High School Roundup, everyone, and John Sakaguchi and John Sape here. here. So, John, we went through last week's schedule. A lot of good games coming up this week. A lot of teams getting ready to start conference play for the first time. Uh, that kicked off last week for many teams, but I'm interested to see how this plays out this week. Absolutely. Some teams still looking to get their first conference games 
underway, and we can just jump right into it. All right, hey, John, what do we got? Uh, starting off with the 4A Big 7 Conference, we got Laurel Highlands uh, traveling and taking on Latrobe. Then we got Ringgold at Connellsville. And then we got Trinity at McKeesport. That should be an interesting one. Moving on now all for this week's conference matchups in the Century Conference. Keystone Oaks taking on Stowe Rocks. McGuffey at Waynesburg Central. And Washington going out to Brentwood. Going to be some good games in that one. Mm -hmm. And some good games to look out for in this conference. The 1A Black Hills Conference. Burgettstown traveling and taking on Chartiers Houston. We got Carlington at Cornell. We got Fort Cherry at Our Lady of Sacred Heart, and then we got Avella at Bishop Canavan. And that should be noted that Bishop Canavan Avella game is going to be a Saturday a kickoff at noon. But now moving on to the 1A Eastern Conference, Fraser travels holds up to play Riverview, Greensburg Central Catholic taking on Springdale and Leechburg at Claritin. And moving on into the Tri County South Conference, we got Bentworth taking on West Green Beth Center, traveling to Jefferson Morgan, California at Manesson, and then probably the best game out of this conference, Carmichael's at Mapletown. Yeah, that should be an interesting one for sure. Or now we move on to the non-conference matchups. AG travels to Maryland once again to take on Allegheny High. Bell Vernon at Thomas Jefferson. We alluded to that one a little bit, but we'll talk more about that one later. Brownsville Old travels to the state of Ohio to take on Shadyside. East Allegheny goes to Greensburg Salem. Elizabeth Forward at Knox, and Jeanette at Charleroi. And then moving on with the remainder of the non-conference games, we got Mount Pleasant traveling to Freeport. We got South Moreland taking on Deer Lakes. We got Valley at Uniontown, and then we got Brashear at Prairie Traditional Academy. Yeah, a lot of good matchups there, John. I'm interested to see how some of these play out um, because there's a lot of different ones to watch out for, or especially in some of these other conferences. Like the Interstate Conference hasn't played a conference game yet. I guarantee next week we're going to get a boatload of those. I mean, the conference games are, are like just have a different feel to it than the non-conference ones because you can play as many non-conference games as you want, but the conference games against people that you play against all the time that you're probably a lot of people are friends with at other schools close by, those are the games that uh, get the blood boiling, get like the pressure building up and gets the fans excited, gets the people wanting to come to the games as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see how that how that plays out this week. I'm looking forward to a couple of those matchups. I mean, we we're looking at some of the – he's going back through through the conference games now. Uh, looking at the Eastern Conference, Greensburg Salem – or excuse me, Greensburg Central Catholic at Springdale. Oh, oh that's going to be a good one. Uh, in the Black Hills Conference, and Spurgistown at Charleroi. A team we don't get to talk about a lot. And then this one's going to be an interesting one. A battle for Fur or Stowe Rocks and, and Keystone Oaks. That one's, and I'm not going to sleep on that one for sure. And that one, like you said, two teams battling for first place. Stowe Rocks throwing up 80 points in their last game. Just looking to ride that high into, into this week. And it's going to be hard, hard to beat eight the points for and against in that department. And But... Uh, we're going to take our second commercial break, folks. When we come back, we'll have the standings and our pick'em games here on the High School Roundup. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
survive the clowns in Twisted Nightmare 3D. Experience more scares than ever before. Haunted Hills Estate Screen Park. Return September 9th. Get your tickets now at hauntedhillsestate.com. Welcome back here, folks, to our last segment of the day. Hey, we're going to take a look at the conference standings. John, a lot of teams jumbled around, a little bit of uh, miscommunication and led to this, but now all, all these conference games are, are in the books. A lot of teams are going to start moving up and down here. Yeah, like you said, teams moving up and down, just starting to get into their first few games. So some of these conferences may look a little weird because some teams still haven't played conference games yet, even though their record indicates that they should be higher up. So if it looks weird in on the graphic, it's because it is. I'm not. It's it's just. Hey, uh, we're just going with how our sources get them to us. So who, oh, who's we're not going to tell them how to do their job, and we're not going to ask them to help to tell them us how to do ours. Absolutely, but. John, and get us started. What do we got? Uh, first off, we got the 1A Tri County South, my home conference. Uh, standing at top, we got two teams tied for first California and Maple Town, both at 4 0 and 1 0 in the conference. Carmichael's and Manesson also picking up wins in the conference. Both of those teams sitting at 3 1. And then Bentworth, Jefferson Morgan, Best Center, and West Green all sitting 0 1 in the conference. Bentworth at 2 2. JM and BC at 1 3. And West Green still looking for their first win of the season, 0 4. Moving on now out to the 1A Eastern Conference here. Here, Leechburg and Clarendon both at the top, up 1-0 in the conference play along with Jeanette, but at Leechburg, the decisive number one at 3-1. Clarendon, Jeanette, Ed, and Riverview all at 1-3 records, but Riverview 0-1 along with Fraser and Springdale. And you see Greensburg Central Catholic there at the bottom um, just because they've not played a conference game yet. Uh, but sitting with a 2-2 two and two record, and I guarantee you after this week that's going to change. Yeah, I agree. Then moving on to the 2A Century Conference, we got uh, Keystone Oaks and McGuffey both sitting at 3-1 and 1-0 in the conference. Stow Rocks also getting that big win in the conference as well, sitting at 1-0 and 1-2 overall. Then you got Brentwood, Charleroi, and Waynesburg all sitting at 0-1. Brentwood with one win at 1-3. Charleroi and Waynesburg both looking for their first win at 0-3 and 0-4. Then Washington at the bottom, and like we said, still haven't played a conference game yet. They're sitting at 3-1, so I'm sure uh, potentially after this week that could change as well. Yeah, uh, now we move on to Triplet football on the Interstate Conference now. Oh, as we look here, Elizabeth Forward, the, the alone top team at 4-0 right now. Greensburg-Salem right behind them with a 3-1 record. Mount Pleasant and also tied for second with three and one. South Moreland sitting at fourth and tied her a two and two record. Bell Vernon, who we don't usually see this far down the standings, a one and two record. And South Allegheny, all the way at the bottom there with a one and three record. And with those teams as well, they have they haven't played any conference games yet. So looking to, I'm sure by next week we'll see some uh, changes in the standing for sure. Moving on, we got the 4A Big 7 Conference. McKeesport standing up at the top, undefeated in the conference and undefeated overall, 4-0. So far falling behind them is Thomas Jefferson and sitting at 3-1-1-0 in the conference. And Trinity also getting a win in the conference as well. They're sitting at 2-2, two two, tied with Latrobe, but Latrobe losing in the conference 0-1. Laurel Highlands also 0-1 in the conference 2-2. Two two. Overall, Connellsville 
0-1 as well, sitting at 1-3, and and Ringgold have yet to play their conference matchup. They're also looking for their first win of the season, sitting at 0-4. Could potentially get it this week against Connellsville, but uh, but now we got to go talk about all our the independent games. Is we have Butler er, sitting at three and one, and AG, who's leapfrogged Uniontown, um, but is not all even their record up, up along with Uniontown's record er, at two and two, and then Brownsville, they'll zero and three. And, and John, what we got for the Pickham games this week? No, well, we got a good slate of them uh, to look out for. Starting off, our first game, um, the one that we talked about earlier, and that one that we're most excited for. Bell Vernon at Thomas Jefferson yeah, I mean, has cool. the potential to be an instant classic right there. Yeah, and then, I'm looking forward to that matchup as well. And then moving on, we got Ringgold taking on Connellsville, like you talked about. Both those teams at the bottom, Ringgold looking for their first win of the season. After that, we got Sarah Catholic traveling and taking on Imani Christian. Going to be an interesting one. And one we talked about a little bit earlier, we mentioned Keystone Oaks at Stowe Rocks battle for first place in that conference. And then we got uh, Best Center traveling to Jefferson Morgan, two teams. Uh, Best Center a little bit down in the Jefferson, trying to fight their way towards the top. And then the big matchup in that conference, Carmichael's at Mapletown. That's going to be a very good one. Yeah, a lot of good matchups there. And we, we talk about these different ones. Uh, and uh, Still Rocks and Keystone Oaks, Jefferson Morgan and Beth Center. You're just seeing all sorts of conference rivalries right now. Uh, and that's going impl to have implications on where they start or moving into their, their uh, positions on the WPIL. Oh, I know. Oh, it's still early in the season yet, but we're going to be looking at at who played who and what's going to happen, and to try to get into the playoffs here. Oh, absolutely. And like I said earlier, these conference games—they're just—they're like diff they're different gravy compared to the non-conference games. Like you play against people that you're familiar with, that you play against a lot, then. You might play a little bit differently, even though teams at the bottom, teams at the top, anyone can really beat anyone. So it's always something to keep an eye out on. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah, hard-fought battle moving on throughout the rest of the season. And I look forward to it. Ed, but that's going to do it for this time, folks. Thanks to all everyone in the booth, our producer, Gary Smith, and our producer for today, a Tom Caton, and who's in there. there for or John Sape, I'm John Sakaguchi. We'll be seeing you guys next week here on High School Roundup. Up, take care, everyone.